If you don't say anything to anyone, you won't hear many complaints. But is that a good way to live? Here's your show. Episode 254, Try Exposing Yourself. This is the Ericast for the week of January 25, 2015. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right, welcome to or welcome back to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line right up front. Play it from the beginning. If you get inspired later in the show and say, I want to call, but I forgot that number, and it so conveniently spells 206-339-ERIC that it just doesn't stick in my head, you can play the show back right from the beginning. And in fact, you will catch, if you listen carefully, I didn't edit it out. It's part of the charm of the Ericast. The sound of the creaky chair. See if I if I move, can I get it to creak? See, it will not there. It won't creak on demand that well. But right before the music plays and you hear Matt, see, now it's going to do it constantly. Um, I need a studio upgrade because my chair is creaking. Uh, those are the kinds of, of of problems that we discuss here at the Ericast. The we being the majestic we because it's just me, Eric Larson, in what we call a personal podcast going strong for 10 years. Uh, a weird mix of either topics interesting to the general public, and that's how you got here. Like, oh, he's talking about that. <laughs> Perhaps in this week, you know, Exposure. We'll talk about that momentarily. And then you stick around because you think it's kind of interesting. Or you know me, Eric Larson of the Ericast, and you just want to kind of hear what's going on in, in Eric's life. That's what this episode's kind of focused on. So, <clears throat> a couple updates here in uh, Minnesota. We had our January thaw. We had highs up around 40 degrees. That was great. Now we're back down into the the teens, right around 20, so the furnace is going to kick on here in the background in just a minute or two. Not as bad as the squeaky chair, but it still makes makes some noise. Um, I was talking about Kate Madonna-Hines last week. Just ran into her tonight, went out to dinner with the family um, at a a local sit-down fast food establishment. Thought, that sure looks like Kate. Hmm, what are the odds? I mean... I know that we both live like south of the river in the Twin Cities metro area, but you know, come on, what are the odds? So, <laughs> Twitter's awesome. I sent her a direct message since she follows me. I said, hmm, you're probably not here, so I think you have a doppelganger. And she tweeted back and said, I'm here. <laughs> and we were able to talk, which is great because I know her, but she hasn't met the family yet. So that was kind of cool. So yay, Kate. At some point, um, I'll talk more about Kate. I talked about Kate last week, and at some point we'll do a Kate-focused episode. That was really funny, because after she left, my my mother-in-law quite asked a quite reasonable question of, so, who is she? How do you know her? I'm like, hmm. Because in the Twin Cities, if you do anything with social media, it's like, how do you not know Kate? <laughs> but I, yeah. So, anyway. So, speaking of the title... I've, I've been realizing this is sort of, it's, it's sort of relevant. Cause I was thinking of, of quirky, offbeat, not quite appropriate humor. And I've got, some of you might be listeners, I've got some really, um, what's the right word? Conservative isn't the, isn't the right word. And there are lots of other words that might have negative connotations, so we won't, won't, won't use those. Uh, but I've got some friends who are not as jovial as I am. And that's okay. 
If you're one of those people, that's fine. We love you anyway. Uh, but uh, I, I tend, I tend to keep the humor clean in the sense that if the kids are in the car, that's okay, that's fine. And hopefully, I'll never be hauled into HR for for anything. But like this week's title, which is talking, to eventually we'll get there, uh, is talking about the concept of of stepping out there, you know, maybe out of a comfort zone and trying some things, even if people complain. You know, go out there for you know, get some exposure, try exposing yourself. Yeah. Some would claim that's innuendo. I don't think so. I, you know, but yeah. Um, and I'm reminded we did our, our annual post holiday lunch with, with my work team. Um, went good chance just to kind of set work almost completely aside, but not entirely and just kind of chat. Um, and one of my colleagues was mentioning an office move that was happening. Um, and some folks are moving in the building, but they're moving up to the fourth floor. Um, and he said, yeah, the only problem is with all those windows on the on the west side in the afternoon, that side of the fourth floor just gets baked. And I said, yeah, I've heard that, but what about the sunshine? Yeah. You can play that back a couple times and figure that out. When you're playing it back to listen for the chair squeak, um, you might catch that again. So, what's... The, the, the thing I'm going to revisit is a panel discussion. This is talking shop, but it's okay. It's a panel discussion that I, I help to, to moderate slash facilitate. I don't like the term moderator because moderators, I, I think of like, you know, the, the, the rods in the nuclear core where you plunge them in to calm things down. And if you set the tone for that as a conversation at the beginning, it may, actually, maybe in some ways it's better. I know this is going to be so rollicking that we're going to have to thwart what you say. But instead, I like facilitator. We're, we're having a conversation, all of us together, and it's all work. So I facilitated a panel discussion uh, talking about um, synchronous uh, online learning technologies. Lots of big fancy words. Uh, basically, how... Four instructors and program coordinators on the topic of when when you have an online course, what do you do? What are the what are the considerations? What are the tips and tricks for when you have a synchronous session, a live session? This is not that. This is asynchronous because it's not happening simultaneously. We're not on a live call here. You are listening to me recorded. So in a face to face classroom setting, everything that happens in the classroom is synchronous. And then when you say go home and read chapter three, that's asynchronous because people do it on their own time and their own schedule. See how that works? So in the online world, you got the same thing. You can do synchronous sessions. You can do asynchronous sessions where you just say, read this stuff and then post in the discussion board. Or you can have a synchronous session, which we're all familiar with. Things like, you know, Skype or, or WebEx or whatever. So that was kind of the, the topic of the panel. And every time I go into a panel, I remember a a session I was leading years and years and years and years ago. It's got to be seven or eight years ago. I think I've mentioned this. Uh, it's funny. It's like, I think I've mentioned it on the Aircast before. And I, I forget what the topic was. I was probably talking about podcasting or something. Um, and a standard survey sent out to all the participants at the end. You know, hey, what'd you think? How was it? Et cetera. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the question, was there anything that we could have done to, to have made this event better? And one particular respondent said, and this is, this is close to an exact quote, said, get rid of Eric Larson as a presenter. 
he uses too much self-deprecating humor. And it's at that point that I decide to stop doing that and just start deprecating others. <laughs> yes, it's a joke because you know, that weird kind of bitter shot, I mean, it's like, okay, that's an odd thing to complain about. I mean, fine, but really? That's real okay. Whenever you, I, I mean, and we all have our bad days, but you know, when you look at the this kind of feedback and everything, it's like, this is great and thanks, I appreciate this, whatever, and you've got like just that bottom like you know, five percent that's just this was evil and awful and I hate you and your family or whatever. It's like, wow, okay. That's not sure I would be constructive. I've never heard someone complain about self-deprecating humor, but it just made it really funny because that strange, quirky, personal shot gave me like my best self-deprecating joke ever because now I can talk, I can be self-deprecating, talk about someone who didn't like that I was self-deprecating, so I started deprecating others. <laughs> I mean, you know, why not? Um, you know, I would have done just fine without that feedback. The feedback wasn't particularly constructive because seriously, I mean, it's like, so don't, if you, okay, change change my core personality, which some people like. I know some people don't. Um, frankly, if you're listening to this now, unless this is your very first episode and it becomes your last, you probably don't mind it. Maybe not your favorite, but you're doing okay with it. You know, fine. Um, it's sort of who I am. I'm not a very straight-laced, serious guy. Um, that's just not my presentation persona. So it's not like I'm going to change that. And some people like it. Probably a majority of people are at least fine with it, if not like it. So I'm not going to take that and say, well, I need to change my entire personality. So the feedback doesn't really help that much, you know? Um, so I would have done just fine without the feedback, but I do just fine with the feedback. It's like, okay, so you don't like my personality? Fine. If we're ever trapped in an elevator together, I'll be quiet, I guess. I don't know who you are, so that's a little awkward. So I hope I'm never trapped with a stranger in the elevator because I'll have to say, hey, what do you think of self-deprecation? Which will sound really strange if you're trapped in an elevator with someone. So, yeah. Anyway, I, it's easy for me to just declare and announce, don't fear feedback, but... That's where we're at. <laughs> don't, don't, don't fear feedback. So we had this session. As I say, we'll just kind of talk shop, but it's sort of interesting. Um, and it was, it was targeted at people who, we thought it was, um, are interested in hearing some experiences, getting some exposure to dealing with the topic of synchronous meetings, you know, tips, tricks, whatever. It was 90 minutes. I mean, you can't, you can't, establish world peace in 90 minutes. So we didn't have a ton of time. Panel of four people, 90 minutes, you know, it's, this is the exposing people to ideas thing, not the, you know, radical life change. And it was, you know, and we, and we had some, we had some, um, some feedback. It's like, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I wanted some hard data. It was just, you know, a bunch of people talking about opinions, whatever. I was just say kind of bottom 10% range. That got, that got me thinking. It was really interesting because, you know, fair enough, but you know, we sort of position this. Here's a metaphor coming. We kind of positioned it as the, you know, look, you're interested in buying a car. 
So we're going to have a session on like how to be able to function in a dealership, what to prepare for, maybe some tips on negotiation, um, you know, just kind of the, the Ford versus Chevy versus Toyota thing. Is Chevy still around? I guess it is. I don't know. Ford versus Toyota thing. You know, just so you kind of know what you're getting into, you know, since, since you're, you know, if you're interested in buying a car, this is the session to come to. So you kind of do that and then having someone say, you know, I'm not so sure about this whole car thing. You know, I, it's your opinion that the cars are worth buying, but I'd like to see some data behind that. Okay. Fine. Sort of a different question set, you know, and that kind of attitude, it could be coming from a couple things. It could be coming from something like really disengaged and outdated. You know, my uncle sells buggy whips and he thinks that sales are picking up, you know, all right, well, fine. But we can't dismiss every complaint in that category of, hey, get with the program, you know, whatever it is. You know, synchronous learning is the way to go. Because it could be a really wise observation. You know, it could be like, you know, hey, you're talking about cars and how great they are, how to buy one and, you know, get a discount. But, you know, have you seen light rail and what's going on with this rapid bus transit? And if you just plan where you live with a little bit of foresight, you know, it's better for the environment. We've got these bike sharing programs in the Twin Cities that for at least a couple months out of the year when the bikes are not under snowbanks, they were great. Um, you know, fine. You know, well... Those are really good points. And that's great, that's great stuff to talk about. But that's not the right world for the people who have decided that they need a car. You know, here's my commute, here's whatever, this is, this is the path I'm on. I am planning on walking into the dealership and buying a car. I need some ideas on how to compare brands or how to negotiate. So, the question comes up, we, you know, we talk about these things internally and we don't, we don't, you know, fret to ruminate, but I'm like, okay, well, if you, if you, if you're nice enough to give feedback, even if it's a little bit snarky, but if you're nice enough to give feedback, then we should be nice enough to actually evaluate and kind of think, where does this fit in? <clears throat> so, you, know, you ask, well, did we miss market what we were, you know, what we were presenting? Maybe if we'd given more detail. And said, this is just going to be some pontification and opinions. We're not going to have any hard data. We're not going to like demonstrate tools because we don't want to get that specific. We want to expose you to some concepts. Um, but the concepts aren't grounded in studies and data because there really aren't any good studies and data. And besides, if we just did a narration of studies and data, we might as well send that to you asynchronously in an email. You know, if we had done that, would we have minimized the the negative of the lower reviews that said, you know, this wasn't for me. Well, sure. But, look out, here's some math coming. Rough numbers. Just rough numbers. Don't, you know, no studies or data. If we had done that, I'd say we'd probably have about a quarter of the people in the room that we did. And that 25%, give or take, would have said, wow, this is Awesome. This is exactly what I was looking for. I love everything you did. It was just the right amount of self-deprecating delivery. Perfect. Love it. Okay. And that would have been nice because we would have eliminated that, that bottom 10% of the, the negative snide disappointed con, uh, comments and stuff. It's like, yay, it's a win. 100% approval from our, our, our audience. 
But here's my question. Here's my point. Here's the here's the the whole crux of the podcast. What about that remaining chunk in the middle that we'd be missing otherwise? That 50, 60, 70% where if we had just really narrowly targeted and only that top 25% had gotten into the room that if only they were there yeah, you lose the bottom people that really wouldn't like you. But what about that middle range that we captured in this event who wouldn't have been there otherwise because of that really narrow targeting? But because we targeted more broadly or were a bit more general, a bit more vague, a bit more open or flexible, or pick your synonym, they said, yeah, that sounds interesting, I'll check it out. And their overall reaction at the end was, yeah, yeah I guess that was kind of interesting. You know, um, I, there was a session at um, Educause. I don't remember which one it was. I think I mentioned it before years back. It was uh, it was Chuck uh, Durbin, I think he is, um, out of uh, Florida, uh, college or university in Florida, and he did an entire presentation on the value of of ambivalence and that three ranking, when you do a, a, a one to five Likert scale thing and you have a three, which is, the, the, you know, and it's not indifferent, it's ambivalent, and ambivalent means I have mixed feelings. It would, you know, yes and no. That's really good feedback. Don't just overlook those. It's not undecided and disengaged. It could have the, well, it's like, you know, Amazon rankings. You know, the, the highs are great, the lows are great, but the really meaty reviews... If you can find a, a product or a book or something that has a, a good range, the really meaty reviews are the ones right in the middle because they've actually thought enough. Some, some have just, I don't care, three. But a lot of them have really thought enough to, to, to put some, put some thought into that. So anyway, um, this is not a, 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 a call or a, or a mandate to be sloppy and unclear and say, okay, so what Eric's telling me is just don't plan and just kind of wing it and say some stuff and see what sticks and maybe some people in the middle will be interested. No, 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 no. But my, my admonition is if you've got a message that you believe in, if you think you're doing good work, if you think you have something to offer to the right people, then you have to be willing to expose yourself to the wrong people because that's what it's going to take if you speak up and seek out the right people. If you try to just really narrowly cherry pick, you know, you'll believe in me. What do you think of this? Oh, I believe that. Okay. You believe in this. So what do you think of the same thing that I know you already believe in? Yeah, it's a great idea. Okay, fine. But, to reach a broader audience and get some people it's like, huh, I never really thought about that. And I'm going to have to ponder and explore that some. I think that's great. And I think that's an audience that you want to, to reach, that you want, that you want to target. But you can't simply target them by broadening your, your message, your reach beyond the people that you know are going to love you while picking up the people that never would have thought about you and are now intrigued and can explore, you are bound to get some people who are like, nope, I actively dislike you. I actively dislike what you're saying. Or 
what you're saying disappoints me because it's irrelevant. Okay. Sorry. And, and, and move on. Now, how am I doing for time? Amount of time. I'm not going to give you my Henry Kissinger tangent. Call 206-339-3742 if you want me to go on a tangent about this week's Henry Kissinger-related event, because it's fascinating, but I'm going to spare you the time. Call if you want it, and I will I will work it in a future episode. 206-339-ERIC. So yeah, I... I I'm... My, my passion in supporting learning is trying to 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 reach or at least trying to include a reach to that that middle range in fact i guess it encompasses the the, the entire range but the people that say look i don't need to listen to you cuz i've got my stuff together well maybe you do maybe you don't and being a humble learner is a really difficult position for people to be in. And maybe you do have your stuff together and you expose yourself to something that you weren't that interested in and eh, it confirms my, my preconceived notion either for or against him. But maybe there's something that you can learn from. Maybe it will change you. So in addition to my admonishing you Go out there and expose yourself and be willing to share. You gotta humbly learn. The problem is, is coaching someone into humility doesn't really work because that's typically seen as the definition of arrogance. <laughs> and maybe it is. I don't know. But that's all I can say for both sides is if you got something, go out there and share it. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm behind you all the way. And if you're in a position of learning something, formal, informal, casual, accidental, um, just listen and try to get something out of it and try to be constructive. And if it turns out it wasn't for you, well, A, don't dismiss it. Still keep it in mind and see if there's something that, that can come of it. Maybe it was for you and you just don't know it yet. And if it truly, truly wasn't, that's okay. You know, good for you for going and exposing yourself to something. Um, keep it in mind. If you run into other people that need to learn that thing, you now know, hey, I've got a resource for you. wasn't my thing, but it might be yours. At least be pleasant and constructive, right? It's a better way to live. So, that was my week. Thank you for listening. 206-339-3742. If you've got any uh, comments or feedback, would truly love to hear from you. And until next week, Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.